Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to let you know I have a free on-demand masterclass called Five Steps to Writing a Novel Without Letting Perfectionism or Procrastination Get in the Way. In this free training, I cover things like where perfectionism comes from, how it's directly linked to procrastination, and what you can do right now to start making real progress with your writing. I also talk about the problem with popular plotting methods and how they can do more harm than good, especially if you're brand new to writing. And last but certainly not least, I share some of the most common mistakes I see writers make so you can avoid them and make this the year you finish your novel. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can sign up for free at savannagilbo.com forward slash training. One more time, that's savannagilbo.com forward slash training to get your hands on this free masterclass. So either way, you want the complications in your story to escalate to this point of no return, the point where your character's original plan is not going to work anymore and they have to decide on a new way forward. And this can apply whether you're looking at one of your scenes or your global overarching story. So in each of your scenes, you need to have conflict that builds up to a turning point. And in your global overarching story, you need to have conflict that builds to a turning point. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, we're going to talk about writing better conflict in your novel using progressive complications. So if you're having trouble writing good conflict, or if your story feels like it's falling flat, then today's episode is for you. Now, if you're fans of Sean Coyne or Robert McKee, you might already be familiar with this term progressive complications. But if not, let's quickly go over what this means. Complications are things that get in the way of your protagonist pursuing his or her goal. These complications can be people, places, things, or events, and they can be either negative or positive. So, for example, a character might face challenges or tests which are kind of negative, but they might also receive tools and information that they need to help them achieve their goal. So that would be kind of positive. Now, the key to writing good conflict is to write complications that get harder and harder to deal with over time. And we're going to talk more about what that means in a minute, but that's pretty much the gist of what progressive complications are. They're moments of conflict that get harder and harder to deal with over time. So why is it important to master progressive complications or why is it important to write good conflict in your story? Well, first of all, stories exist because of conflict. So if a character could get whatever they wanted at the very beginning of the story, then there wouldn't be anything to really write about, right? But besides that, there are two main reasons that progressive complications are important. So reason number one is that they help you build tension in the reader and keep them on the edge of their seats. So from page one, the reader is rooting for your character to succeed in achieving their goal. When your character is faced with conflict after conflict, the reader is going to worry more and more about whether or not your character is going to succeed. And it's this sense of worry that keeps readers turning page after page to find out what's going to happen next. So if you don't handle the conflict in your novel well, or if the tension peaks too early in your story, then there's nothing left to hold the reader's attention and pull them through the rest of your story. Reason number two is that they help you give the reader insight into who your character is and how they change over time. 
And this is something I get asked about a lot. So people always ask me, I know that my character needs to change, but how exactly do I show them changing? I don't know how to do that on a scene-by-scene basis. So this is where progressive complications can really help you. And that's because when a person is faced with conflict, he or she has to react and make decisions under pressure. So these moments of conflict and pressure are really great opportunities to show the reader who your character is or what they value, what they believe in, or what they're willing to fight for. And this is one of those things that readers come to stories for. They want to see how your character deals with tough situations and how those situations affect, challenge, and change them in return. So to write conflict well, or for the conflict in your story to be effective, there are certain best practices you'll want to keep in mind as you write or edit your draft. And I've got five of them to share with you today, so let's go over those now. Best practice number one is that each complication needs to relate to your point of view character's goal. So every story centers around a character who wants to achieve or accomplish something, right? And as we discussed earlier, complications are the obstacles or opportunities that get in the way of your character achieving or accomplishing that goal. That means the best complications should relate to your character's goal. So let's say you're writing a murder mystery and your character is a detective who wants to find the killer and bring him to justice. In that case, each complication should get in the way of your detective finding the murderer and bringing him to justice. If a complication doesn't relate to your character's overarching story goal, the reader is probably going to get confused and they're not going to know where to place their focus or attention. And when that happens, the emotional bond the reader feels with your character can weaken and sometimes break. Now, of course, it's possible to push the conflict of your story in a new and unexpected direction, but in that case, the new direction should have a direct impact on what's already been established as important to your character. Best practice number two is that each complication needs to be more difficult to deal with than the complication that came before it. As I mentioned earlier, the obstacles or opportunities that your character faces need to get more and more challenging to deal with as your story unfolds. So that means the complications in your story should be presented in an escalating fashion like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 instead of 1, 2, 3, 3, 5, 1 right? We want them to get harder and harder to deal with over time. If you don't present the conflict in your story in an escalating way, then the forward momentum of your story is going to be stalled and the reader is probably going to lose interest in where things are headed. In addition to presenting complications that escalate, there needs to be something greater at stake for your character with each new complication. So using our murder mystery example, there might be some kind of ticking clock or a deadline by which your detective needs to figure out who the murderer is. As time goes on and as the detective faces more and more complications, the stakes are getting higher and higher because the murderer is likely going to kill again and that time on the clock is going to run out. Now, imagine if the detective finally puts the puzzle pieces together and figures out who the murderer is, but needs to push pause on his investigation to go help his mom get her cat out of the tree. So by figuring out who your murderer is, the story has just gotten pretty intense, right? And as a reader, you're wondering, how is this going to play out? Is he going to bring the murderer to justice or not? But by not presenting the conflict in an escalating way, you're essentially saying, okay, hold on a second, reader. The detective has to go help his mom save her cat who's just gotten stuck up a tree. So all that tension you've built is going to go away because the conflict isn't escalating. It's actually doing the opposite. So it's de-escalating. 
Best practice number three is that each complication needs to require more effort from your character. As the obstacles in your character's path get harder and harder to deal with, the steps that your character needs to take to resolve the conflict should require greater effort and more resources. And that just makes sense, right? Because the harder things get, the harder it's going to be to deal with them. And the more intelligence or resources or money or whatever it is, you're just going to have to use more to solve the problems. So kind of like we just talked about with a detective who figured out who the murderer is but needs to take a quick detour to go help his mom get the cat down from the tree. I mean, getting that cat down from the tree doesn't require that much effort from your character compared to bringing down a serial killer, right? So again, it's just another way we can pressure test the conflict in a story to make sure that you're presenting the events of your story in the best possible way. Another way to think about this is that with each complication, your character should be faced with another opportunity to grow and change. So by the end of the story, your protagonist will either be someone who's qualified to handle the climactic event or they won't be. In most stories, the protagonist will need to do some growing and changing to become that person. So by presenting your character with complications that are harder and harder to deal with and that require more effort, you're essentially giving them the opportunity to adapt and change so that they can accomplish their story goal and succeed in the upcoming climax. Best practice number four is that each complication needs to be unique. If your character faces the same kind of conflict over and over, then he or she loses that opportunity to grow and change. It's also going to stall the forward momentum of your story, which means you're probably going to bore your readers. So, for example, let's say your character is running from the bad guys and they encounter a complication of a door being locked. Now, imagine how boring the story is going to be if your character faces another four doors that are locked in a row. I mean, it's not very exciting, right? So you really want to make sure each complication your character faces is unique. And in addition to each complication being unique, you also need to make sure that the conflict you include in your story is complex. So what do I mean by complex conflict? Well, there are two main types of conflicts. So there's external conflict that comes from outside your character, and then there's internal conflict that comes from inside your character. And when you vary the types of conflict that your character faces or combine different types of conflict together in one scene, the conflict your character faces becomes complex. So let's say the detective in our example is chasing down the murderer while dealing with feelings of grief over the partner that just died. So chasing down the murderer is external conflict and the feelings of grief over the partner he just lost is internal conflict. So by layering those together, that just makes the scene much more interesting than if he was only chasing the murderer or only sitting in his study feeling the grief over having lost his partner. So throughout each of your scenes and throughout your global story, you'll want to use various types of conflict to keep things interesting for your reader and to present your protagonist with new challenges and opportunities to grow. Best practice number five is that each complication needs to build up to a turning point. So as your story progresses, you're going to have multiple obstacles or complications for your character to face. Eventually, things are going to become so complicated for your character that he or she is going to have to think of a new plan to accomplish their goal. This last complication that occurs right before your character realizes that their original plan isn't going to work is called the turning point. So this could be a moment where your character does something or something happens that changes the character's circumstance 
or it could be a moment where your character realizes something that changes their circumstance. So either way, you want the complications in your story to escalate to this point of no return, the point where your character's original plan is not going to work anymore, and they have to decide on a new way forward. And this can apply whether you're looking at one of your scenes or your global overarching story. So in each of your scenes, you need to have conflict that builds up to a turning point. And in your global overarching story, you need to have conflict that builds to a turning point. One thing to note here is that you don't want to use the same type of turning points over and over. And the reason is because doing that can make your story predictable for the reader. So ideally, you're going to want to mix up the type of turning points. So some are going to be realizations and some are going to be actions either taken by your character or, you know, things that happen to your character so that your story feels fresh and surprising all the way through. The other thing to note here is that your turning points need to be specific events that you can pinpoint on a timeline. So, for example, in The Empire Strikes Back, Luke battling Darth Vader is a situation. It's a scene, right? So it's a collection of things that are happening at that moment in time. The battle gets more and more difficult for Luke as time goes on. And the turning point is the moment when Luke learns that Darth Vader is his father. So it's the specific moment when things change. And now the battle has taken on a different meaning for Luke, and he has to decide what to do going forward. So just something to think about as you're writing each of your scenes and as you're writing your global story. So those are my five best practices for writing better conflict in your story. And now let's do a quick recap of everything we just went over. Progressive complications are moments of conflict that get more and more challenging to deal with over time. These complications can be people, places, things, or events, and they can be either negative or positive. Best practice number one was that each complication needs to relate to your point of view character's goal. And if it doesn't, you risk writing a story that doesn't feel cohesive and you risk confusing your readers too. Best practice number two was that each complication needs to be more difficult to deal with than the last complication. Otherwise, the tension in your story won't build properly and you're going to lose the reader's interest. Best practice number three is that each complication needs to require more effort from your character. And this is one of the key ways you're going to be able to show that your character is growing and changing into someone who's capable of handling the upcoming climax. Best practice number four is that each complication should be unique and ideally complex. This not only helps you write an interesting story, but it's going to help you keep the story feeling fresh for your readers too. Best practice number five was that each complication needs to build to a turning point when things change for better or for worse. So this is what's going to help you create that sense of change within a scene or within your global story. And the last thing I want to mention is that while progressive complications are important to understand before you start writing a story... They aren't something you have to be strict about in your first draft. So remember that your only job during the first draft is to get the story out on the page. And then after that, you can put your progressive complications to the test to determine if they're working or not. And you can use these best practices to kind of help you do that. If you tune in next week, I'm going to actually walk you through my process for evaluating the conflict in your novel. So if you've already written your draft and you're kind of wondering, how am I going to actually go about evaluating the conflict, then don't miss next week's episode. So that's it for today's show. As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. 
If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.